the Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 125. Hello and welcome to the Medical School Headquarters Podcast, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your pre-med success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. If you're struggling with the MCAT, go to freemcatgift.com. And even if you're not struggling with the MCAT, I'm going to change that. Even if you're not struggling with the MCAT, if you want information on with tips and tricks and other advice on the MCAT, go to freemcatgift.com. Download our 30-plus page report that includes some coupons and stuff as well for MCAT prep. And one other note, we're releasing this podcast in early April. On April 22nd, I am doing a panel interview with Next Step Test Prep. And you can find out more information if you go to the show notes page for this episode, which will be at medicalschoolhq.net slash 125. Again, it's a free panel. I'll be included on that panel with some other physicians about the whole path to medicine. So medicalschoolhq.net slash 125. Hello, Allison. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I haven't had you on in a while. I know. You've been too busy for us? Mm, sure. Or maybe you've just had other guests. <laughs> other guests. Not enough people. Want. Yeah, well, wait. I'm not a guest. I'm a co-host. So you've had guests. I've had guests and you're the co-host, but <laughs> apparently nobody's missed you because nobody's said, hey, bring Allison back. It's meme. <laughs> oh, leave it to Ryan to be mean on air. Anyway, no, I, however all you feel about me being on the show today, I'm happy to be here. I hope you're happy that I'm here too. We are happy. <laughs> we're going to talk about something that as we're recording this, in the real world has just passed. And that's the match, the 2015 match. And I remember the match and the whole match process like it was yesterday. And this really isn't a quote unquote pre-med process, but we talk about the whole journey and the whole path. And this is one of those things that I think besides the MCAT and besides the applications to medical school is probably up there with anxiety provoking experiences on your journey to being a physician. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. What it's, is, it's very unique too. What's so unique about it? Well, if you think about other professional schooling and other professional tracks, if you will, like I'm thinking about law school and business school and those sorts of things. There's no, actually, I was just thinking, I don't know if dentists do a match. I actually don't know. But anyway, mm -hmm. the point is, this is a computer program that places you in a spot and it's not like a job interview where you have options and then you can go say, this is what I want to do. So it's just very unique. It's, there's a leap of faith and it's just a very, it's very unique to medicine. It turns out that the same algorithm is used in other things, which are completely unrelated, which we'll tell you about, but it's yeah. very unique to the sort of career of medicine. If you think about it compared to other types of jobs. And with the power of Google, there is a postdoctoral dental matching program. Okay, so there you go. So we're not that special. Well, but so in health. So maybe it's... Yeah. But it's still unique. Yeah. 
So my biggest thing going through this whole process is you work so hard to get into medical school. You work so hard through medical school. You get the grades that you want, the board scores that you want, and then you leave it up to chance after that to figure out where you go. I mean, it's not like the lottery where you're like, ooh, let me see if these eight balls have the right numbers. It may feel like that, but it's, I wouldn't say it's just random chance. I mean, it's certainly not random chance. Why don't we give some background and tell people who really have no, no idea what we're talking about? What is the match? So the match for, if you're listening and you're like, what the heck's the match? The match is how you as a medical student get selected to go to a residency that you've applied to. And it's very different than anything you've gone through before. For undergrad, for medical school, you apply to a school and they say yes or no. And then you can say yes or no back once they say yes or no, right? So you can get multiple acceptances to colleges. You can get multiple acceptances to medical school. And then you have your pick, whichever one you want to go to, if you're lucky enough to get multiple acceptances to either of those. Once you hit residency, though, there is the National Resident Matching Program, also known as just The Match. And it is a process in which you apply to these residencies, so all of the programs that are out there in the world, and you go and you interview, you do, it's very similar application. You have to fill out everything and you write your personal statements and they select if they want to interview you instead of MCAT scores, they're looking at your board scores. And after they interview you, and we can talk about some of the interview process too, because that's kind of unique. But after they interview you, then you have some time to create a rank list and you rank from one to however many that you want to rank that you interviewed at, what programs you feel are best suited for you. And on whatever magic day it happens, there's this computer algorithm that takes the rank list from the residency programs, matches it to the rank list from all of the applicants, and with the press of a button and, and some supercomputing power, outcomes all of these papers that say, congratulations, you've matched, or sorry, you haven't matched. Is that about right? Yep. And then a couple days later, you actually find out, you open an envelope, and it's usually at noon across the country. And a lot of schools have an actual like There's a, a ceremony party. and a party. Yeah. And, yeah. But you open uh, your letters at noon, and you find out where, hopefully if you've matched, you find out where you've matched. So it's, it's very special. I think it's cruel. <laughs> So, so what, what happens now, so before, when we were going through this, you had what was called the scramble. If you didn't yes, that, match. Yes, that existed at that yeah, time, yeah. If you didn't match, you would find out a couple days before the regular match, and you would have to scramble into an open spot. And there would be a website that had all of the open residencies, and you'd call and say, hey, you have an open spot. I didn't match. Come take me. It's like, hey. Yeah, and that's I, I'm not the cream of the crop. Well, but that's an, but you know that's an important thing to recognize that not all programs fill, and so it's not you should know that when you apply for residency there, and when programs are you know interviewing people and everything, they do not always fill their spots, and so that's where and that's not good. 
Well, and that's where these spots then open, or they did in terms of scrambling. So you would try to scramble. You'd call these programs in a fury and program or your uh, you know deans would help and try to get you one of those coveted spots that were still open. But yeah, it was, you know, I, I had a, I don't remember specifically having friends who scrambled, but I mean, it was something they talked about and it was, that I think is very nerve wracking. I mean, that's very scary. And they definitely, there are a certain number of applicants every year who don't match. And part of that may have to do with that they're applying for very competitive residencies and maybe have not, they don't have the application to sort of compete in what they're Mm -hmm. trying to get. And also geographically, um, even in lesser competitive fields, like let's say on the whole, like internal medicine is not as competitive. Neurology is not as competitive as things like specialties like orthopedic surgery or optho. But if you if you want to do internal medicine at Harvard or if you, you know, Mass General, if you want to do uh, neurology, I mean, it, those become then very competitive because of where you are. So anyway, that's one reason that people don't match is because they're sort of applying kind of outside what they maybe should be. But yeah, I mean, for I do remember um, there were a ton of students in our class who applied for radiology because it was super competitive and a hot field at that time. I think it still is. And I remember there was a student who didn't, and we never saw him again. It was really sad. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened to him, and but he didn't come to like the end of the year parties, and it was like, you know, it must be devastating. So, I think for all of you pre meds out there and, and medical students too, I mean, for the most part, people do match. But part of what is helpful in medical school uh, is that you have advisors and you have people, um, your deans and your teachers who help you really prepare for the process. And again. One of the benefits of being a medical student is that the medical school is very invested in you. It's completely different from when you're an undergrad and you're sort of out in the the abyss of all the pre-meds out there and, and you're desperately trying to build your application to be successful to matriculate in medical school. When you're a medical student, they are very invested in you succeeding. And so you have a ton of support and prompts and just a ton of help in terms of getting yourself prepared for the application process for residency. So it's different. I think um, it's scary to think about the idea of not matching, but it's a very different type of process. It still comes down to being realistic, though, too. It does. Yeah. The same people that are out on on student doctor network saying, oh, I just got rejected from all the schools that I applied to. I had a 3.9 GPA and a 40 on the MCAT and blah, 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 blah. And these people probably, what they're not telling you is that the rest of their application, like we always say, is the application is so much more than just your GPA and your MCAT. They're applying to these top-notch schools, and there's something in their application that's just not there. And so when you're applying to a super competitive residency like an ophthalmology, where they, they may want to see a lot of research in ophthalmology, and you don't have anything but you have good board scores and everything else, or you haven't done any rotations with an ophthalmology residency to have any sort of experience, then that's just, in my mind, is a wasted application because you didn't set yourself up for success. And that comes with meeting with the mentors and advisors and making sure you're putting all your ducks in a row. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you work so hard for four years and you want to do yourself uh, the benefit of really preparing and preparing for what field you want. And if that's not going to work out, making sure that you're preparing for a success. 
So anyhow, but it is, I don't know, Ryan, I wouldn't say cruel. I think that it's... You know, no, what's cruel in my mind? So some schools in at New York Med where we were, and I don't know if they still do this, I think they do, everybody opens their letter at the same time. Some schools, you walk up on stage... Yes, yes, yes. And you open your letter and you bend down to the microphone and you're you're sweating bullets looking out at those crowd of faces and you're reading you're learning where you're going to school as your or residency where as you're reading it to everybody else yeah no, and I, what if it's your <laughs> third fourth fifth choice well and what if it's your first choice but you have also learned five minutes ago that your fiance is matched across the country yeah so yes i agree that that type of ceremony that type of presentation of where you've matched is not I could even use the word cruel. I think that that's That's not that's not right. But I would not say that the match itself is cruel. In fact, I mean, honestly, I think it's ingenious. I really I no, I really do. It's if you think about it a certain way, you have how many medical students in the country? Thousands, right? You have thousands of medical students in the country. You have thousands of residency programs in all different specialties, ranging from ophthalmology to uh, you know, internal medicine to neurosurgery. I mean, everything, right? And somebody has to figure out how to get the applicants into the programs that they want to go to most and the programs to get the applicants that they want most. And somebody who is ingenious figured out a way to actually do this. And for the most part, Ryan, it is successful. Yeah. That all said, do I think that it's nice to to have people have to get up in front of all of their classmates and teachers and and maybe families too and say, you know, at the same time that you're figuring out where you're going, you have to be announcing this publicly. No, I think that that's that's not right at all. I actually remember it was not too long after we had matched. I remember hearing from somebody of that exact story that they were thrilled that they had matched at the program that they had from a professional standpoint. But from a personal standpoint, they were devastated because they were going to be living for the next four or five years away from their fiance or spouse. And I mean, that's very, very hard and very, I think, I mean, never mind the fact that you have to process that information and take it all in. But then you also have to share that with all of your classmates. So they didn't couples match. I don't know what happened. I, Obviously not. I, I mean, I guess not, right? So there's, there's for those, if you're listening to this going, but what about... My husband, my fiance, my boyfriend, girlfriend, you don't have to be married to do a couples match. You can couples match and the algorithm puts both of you together and weighs that in whatever magical ways it does. And you are theoretically, however you, and the match doesn't mean you're going to end up in the same city or at the same program or wherever. It's whatever you've linked. It's, yeah. It's taking your rank list and your spouse's rank list or your fiance's rank your list partner, yeah, any of and, above. and matching those together line by line. What did you rank number one? What did they rank number one? What did you rank number two? What did they rank number two? And so for our purposes, we coupled matched. Couples matched. Coup- cu- coupled <laughs> matched. Couples matched. I know what you meant. Yeah. We couples matched. And after a long discussion with our dean, and knowing that the Air Force wasn't going to let me apply for orthopedics at that point, that I was only applying for a one-year internship, we decided to do the couples match, and you applied for your number one program, which was the Harvard program 
neurology. Mm-hmm. And I applied for my number one program, which was the only interview that I got in Boston, which is a transitional through Tufts. So that was both of our number one lines. I had the transitional program. You had MGH neurology, right? Partners mm-hmm. neurology. Yeah. Your number two line was partners neurology. So you had number one and number two were partners neurology. Man, you remember this so well. <laughs> yeah. My number two was no match. Yeah. So no matter what happened to me, <laughs> you would get your number one oh program. Oh my God. I'm like honestly blushing here. Like I'm yeah. feeling really bad. That's what right I now. did for you. I know. And you know what, right? <laughs> I remember so well our dean say, and I loved our dean, Dean Ayala. She's wonderful. She's still working at our med school. She said to me, she said, Allison, this man loves you so much. You you know that, right? And I said, yes, Dean Ayala. <laughs> now you're telling the whole world, right? No, you just told them, actually. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. So Ryan knew how. But imp- let's be honest. My prospects weren't as good as yours. Okay. Ryan knew. I don't know how to answer that, but Ryan knew that. It was extremely important to me that I really, really wanted to go. I wanted to do my residency there. It was, I had done an away there, I an away elective. I really wanted to do my residency there. And we were engaged at that point. Actually, no. So we weren't. That's so interesting too. And that's, I think, why she said that too. We got engaged. It was 2008, right? It was March 1st, 2000. (laughs) I don't even know now, right? 2009. Was it nine? Yes. Because we got married in 2010. That's right. Yes. Okay. Maybe you should just edit this whole section out. Nope. That's staying in. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm a, a working mother and I'm tired. No. Okay. We got engaged in in 2009, March 1st. The point is of all of that, um, I'm showing all of my colors. The point is that we built our rank list and submitted them in February. Right. And then we matched in the third Thursday in March of that year. So we got engaged actually after we had submitted all of this stuff. So that just goes to show, I mean, Ryan and I were very committed to each other, but we weren't actually engaged yet. And we went through this process and I mean, it all worked out in the end, but yes, I mean, the couples match is really, it makes things even more complicated and it often puts relationships sort of on the line. It's kind of like, you know, if you're going to couples match, you're, you're committing to each other and to where you're going to be as, as residents. But there, there was more homework that went into that. Oh yeah. Meeting with Dean Ayala. I met with Dean Ayala and she went over the previous year's data to show that in Boston, there were a lot of unmatched PGY1 spots, whether it was general surgery, internal medicine, or transitional. There were a lot of options if I didn't match. So I was comfortable putting no match for my second line so that if you got into the partners program, you would get in no matter what. And as it turned out, we both got our number one program, so there was no scrambling at the time. Yes. Which was awesome. And so let's kind of rewind a little bit. What we call scramble, used to call scramble, is now called the soap. I don't know why they call it soap. I don't know if they're trying to clean up their act or whatever. It's really confusing to you because it? soap just you makes me think it. of soap. No, no. Clean up, clean up the act. Yeah, okay, now I do. Thanks. Okay, anyway. Apparently, I don't remember the year correctly, and I also don't get jokes, but we knew the latter. It's the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program. And so what happens is on Monday, you get an email that says, congratulations, you've matched, or sorry about your luck, you haven't matched. And so those students that did not match on Monday at noon, they have access to a website where it shows them all of the unfilled spots. And then a couple hours later, they can start applying to those spots 
and it's a free-for-all from there. So it's kind of like the scramble, but a little more organized. Mm, yeah. And the students that did match will wait until Friday to... It's Friday now, because it used to be the Thursday. Yeah, it was always it the third Thursday. Thursday in March. Now it's Friday. And at Friday at noon, then everybody opens there. You know what's smart about that? Mm. Who's going to go to school on Friday? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> After you match, there's a huge party at most schools. We went down into New York City. And then people were out till two or three in the morning and then somehow we're supposed to be in class on Friday. So uh, people have wised up. <laughs> yes. But that's the thing. So every school is different and some schools do a big ceremony like that where people are up on stage. Our school I thought was great. Everybody had their letters and we all opened them at noon. And Ryan was just saying a few minutes before we started that maybe we'll post a picture of us uh, that somebody took on match day when, when we opened our letters. You were um, excited. I was, I was just a little excited. <laughs> well, I mean, it was the most blissful moment, right? Because we had both gotten the programs we wanted and we, we knew we were going to be together in the same place. Now, it's interesting, though. My internship was at Brown. Mm -hmm. And I remember somebody coming to me and be like, oh, Allison, I'm so like, that's so awesome. Congratulations. But what are you and Ryan going to do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? I'll be in Rhode Island. He'll be in Boston. We'll just live south of Boston. I don't know that they really maybe their geography was worse than mine. But <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's people I mean, news traveled super fast and people found out where they were going. Some people were, I remember were bounding up and down the hallways. I remember one girl in our class screaming into the phone and crying and being like, mom, I'm going to Yale. <laughs> I mean, it's extremely emotional for a lot of people. And what our school did afterwards. So they give a little speech beforehand and talked about how proud they were of our class and how people had done really well because the program, the, um, the school finds out before we do the school finds out in the morning. But then afterwards, they had posted just, did they post where everybody went? Mm -hmm. They did. So it, it ultimately then became public knowledge. Um, it showed the names and, you know, internship spots and also then residency spots if they were separated. So, yeah, yeah. But it was just an amazing day thinking back. It's a long process leading up to that point. And oh my for goodness. those that get what they want, it's awesome. For those that don't, it is what it is. Yeah. You're still a doctor. Hopefully you're still practicing the specialty that you want. Yep. And, and it goes to the same, the same for medical school. If you apply to a medical school and you interview at that medical school and that's the only school that you're accepted to and you're upset, don't apply to that school. Don't apply there. If you get that acceptance letter and you're like, oh, I don't want to go here. Then why'd you apply there? Mm -hmm. Same for residency. Yeah. If you apply to a residency, if you rank that residency... Mm -hmm. You are now contractually saying, if I match at this residency program, I will go there. Yep. That's a contract. Yeah, you actually, it's a very big deal. You, you sign paperwork that says that you are committed to whatever program you get. There are ways that you can break out of that. I, I mean, it does happen, but it is a commitment. And it's interesting. There are very strict rules, too, about the process. You have to, you are not allowed to solicit information from the program and the programs are not allowed to solicit information from you. In other words, I could say to my top program, I am putting you as number one. I want to go here. This is exactly where I want to be, period. Mm -hmm. I can't say, so where am I on your rank list? Mm -hmm. And the program can't, the same thing. So programs would ask, oh, so where else have you applied? Are you applying here? I mean, they're not even technically supposed to do that. But one thing they can't do is say, where are you going to rank us? So it's very... There are very strict rules about the process. And like Ryan said, once you get that program, once you open your letter and you have a spot, that's where you're going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
I mean, if you think about all the different jobs in the world and, and things you can apply for, on the one hand, you could say, well, gee, I have a spot if you've matched, hopefully I have a job. I mean, I've graduated from school. I am guaranteed to, as of July 1st, or maybe a few days before, have a paying job. That's pretty phenomenal, right? Especially years ago, I remember with you know the recession, people were coming out of college and people couldn't get jobs. They still are. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's that's kind of true. But as you know, kind of as a, as a different point, there's no job application in the same way. Like it's not like you say, "Well, gee, here are ten different jobs where I could want to be, and let me apply, and I'm going to interview, and then you know I'll I'll decide, you know, maybe I'll get some offers, and then I'll tell." These people that I want to come and these people know it's so different if you think mm-hmm. about it and compare it to so many other jobs out there. Pluses yep. and minuses. Yep. There it is. So you had mentioned that the this algorithm's kind of incredible. What I didn't realize before, and neither did you, that the people that created this algorithm, they won the Nobel Prize for this. Nobel Prize in economics. Yeah, that's pretty, that's cool. pretty cool. I didn't know there was a Nobel Prize in economics. There's probably a Nobel Prize in pretty much everything. I think there's like a Nobel Prize in geology. I don't know. <laughs> I always say that because Sheldon always rags on geology on the Big Bang Theory. I'm sorry, all you geologists out there. If you're pre-med and your major is geology, I apologize. It's the last podcast they listen to. Thanks a lot. I don't know anything about rocks. I apologize. <laughs> Good job. Anyway, do you have anything else to talk about <laughs> with the match? Just, well, you know, I would, I think we should spend one minute just talking about the process of interviewing and all that before you match, because it's also very unique and very different. What do you think? Do you want to spend a minute talking about that? Sure. <laughs> Ready to go. So why is it different? When you apply to medical school, you go and visit and some, I don't think there are any dinners, but you go and you might stay a night before and then go for your interview and go home. And it's very much hoping and wishing and praying that you get an offer letter and acceptance from medical school. At least I remember that's how it was for me. And I think that's how it is for the, the majority of pre-meds. With residency, it's very different. And we've talked about this a little bit in prior episodes. It's very much a dual sort of recruitment. So they are recruiting you and you are recruiting them. So it's just, it has a totally different feel. When you go there, a lot of times there is a dinner prior the night before. And that will often be with uh, current residents. So it's really fun in a certain sense. You can go and you sort of feel like you're getting wined and dined. When Now, I don't know how things have shifted with the economy. When we were applying for residency, we, I mean, I remember being taken out and having, being taken out to restaurants and having filet mignon and, and wine. And I mean, it was, it was almost like you felt bashful because you were being treated just with so, you know, so nicely and you're being taken out and all this stuff and everything was free. On the other hand, I mean, it's part of the whole process. It's part of the interview, if you will. It really is because you're being observed all the time, everything you're doing. And so if you get really drunk and you're, you know, slurring your words and I mean, that's going to be noted. <laughs> no, no question about it. And I remember when I was a resident, our program directors would ask us, is there anything that you want to share with us about, you know, or please share with us about your experiences with the applicants and if there's anything good or bad that you want to tell us about. So it's very much part of the process, but it's just different. I think, I don't know about you, Ryan, when I was going through the process, I just felt so much more at ease. Mm-hmm. I was so certainly laid back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was certainly nervous. I was there to interview and, and meet people I didn't know and, and try to, you know, really show my best kind of what's the word, my best self. 
But on the other hand, it just felt more laid back because they really were recruiting you. They needed you to rank them just as much as you needed. They needed you as you needed to rank them. Is that what I meant? To say? Yep. Yeah. So it's just, I think I enjoyed it when you have been through the process of applying to medical school and how draining and, and kind of scary and just demanding that process is. And then you go to apply for residency. It's also a very demanding process, but it's just, it's kind of more fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot more fun. I think at that point you're in medical school, you know, you're going to be a doctor. Now it's just a matter of finding finding where you're going to do your specialty. Yeah. And by the way, you can rank different specialties. Isn't that interesting? You can. Yeah. I have a friend of mine ranked both internal medicine and family med because he really, what mattered to him most was the actual program. Actually, it's somebody we've had the show before, Tom, mm-hmm. Tom Petit, Dr. Petit. Yep. All right. So I gave you lots of words. You asked if there was anything else and I gave you like that a whole was more spiel. than a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's good. No, it's good information. We, yeah. We've talked about it a little bit. But. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully you got a ton of great information out of this podcast. Again, not really pre-med information, but great information that you need to know so that as you start your journey into medical school, you know what lies ahead. So hopefully that helps. I want to thank the one person who left us a wonderful five-star rating and review. That came from Matt082, who says, amazing, just what I was looking for. This podcast is such a wealth of knowledge. I cannot recommend it enough. Even if you are even thinking of going to medical school, you need to listen to this podcast. And he goes on to, to uh, say, love it, love it, love it. That's awesome. Three love it's. So thank you, Matt082. Thank you. If you haven't left us a rating interview yet, every time somebody leaves one of these ratings and reviews, iTunes and Apple goes, hey, this podcast must be pretty good. Let's show it to more people who are looking for something like this. So every time you leave a rating and review, it helps us tremendously. So you can go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes to leave that rating and review. Again, April 22nd, I am part of a panel of physicians for Next Step Test Prep. You can go to the show notes page, medicalschoolhq.net slash 125 for more information on that panel. And yeah, I think that's it. Any last words, Allison? For those of you who have just matched, if any of you are medical students out there listening, congratulations. Awesome. and enjoy the road ahead. And for all of you who are pre-med and out there and working on whatever part of your journey you are, I hope that I wish you the best of success. Yeah. Join us next time here at the medical school headquarters. (laughs) 